Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one magical page of Talmud a day. And today's page is magical precisely because at first glance it seems, well, sort of mundane. Let me read to you the following paragraph. Why does one establish an eruv between courtyards and also merge the courtyards that open into an alleyway? It is so as not to cause the halachic category of eruv to be forgotten by the children. As if a merging of alleyways alone were used, the children would later say, Our fathers never established an eruv. Therefore, an eruv is established for educational purposes. This is the statement of Rabbi Meir. And the rabbis say one may either establish an Eruv or merge alleyways. This is a great paragraph because in it the rabbis, I think, share with us this incredible insight into the nature not just of education, but really of Jewish practice. They tell us, look, sometimes it's actually quite important to keep seemingly mundane practices alive because really, if you think about it, seemingly mundane practices is how religion really gets taught is how tradition really gets transmitted, which is the crux of an incredible new essay that is being published tomorrow in Tablet Magazine. And I have the pleasure of speaking to its author, a dear friend and a wise teacher, Yeshiva University's own Rabbi Stuart Halpern. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me back on the show. My absolute, is it Rabbi Doctor, by the way? <laughs> just Stu is great. Stom Stu. Stom Stu. So Stu, you, you write not just, you know, out of the blue, you write on the occasion that we mark uh, today, which is, according to the Hebrew calendar, is Aleph Cheshvan. Tell us a little bit about Cheshvan and why it's blissfully mundane and what it has to do with the message that the rabbis teach us in today's stuff. Cheshvan is the only holiday we have in the entirety of the Jewish year where there's no celebrations, no commemorations, nothing fancy, just plain old regular monotonous days. And I think for that reason, it's actually the most magical of months. What do I mean? So as I write in the piece, Cheshvan isn't magical merely because it offers us a few days of blissful routine in an otherwise hugely disruptive year. It's meaningful because it reminds us the lesson we too often forget, namely that the path to peace, enlightenment, well-being, and all the other good things we seek requires mastering the mundane. And in thinking about this piece and thinking about Cheshvan and thinking about air of an education, it reminded me of one of my favorite memories last year. I showed up at the Yeshiva University Sepharim sale, the big giant book and Jewish toy sale that we have that our students put together every year. And I always check out the kids section. And there without fail is one of, I think, the most brilliantly subtle Jewish educational toy moves ever. What do I mean? They don't have Legos at the YU's farm cell. They don't have giant edifices of uh, towers and princess castles and Star Wars ships or aircraft carriers that you can build. Rather, what do they have in the children's section? They have binyan blocks. They have Jewish building blocks from the Hebrew word for building, binyan. And what can you build with these binyan blocks? You can build a shul. You can build a sukkah. In our incredible tradition, we can think of a way to take the mundane building blocks of Lego and make them educational, make them something through which we express our values, even in such irregular activities as sitting there uh, with our three or four or five-year-old and building things. And so I think when I think about Erev, I think Erev really represents, and the educational possibilities of Erev, as the Daf you mentioned, uh, describes, really enables so much about the opportunity to 
educate through the regular. What do I mean? When I think of what Erev enables us to do, one of my favorite aspects or upshots of having an Erev is being able to bring my uh, children with me to shul along with their clown car of knapsacks filled to the brim with diaper changes and wipes and toys and candy and books and sitting there next to them in shul with this ever-flowing stream of goodies that I'm only able to bring because of the Erev reminds me how it's in these small moments of sitting next to your children or your friends or your family members in shul that models to the next generation, to our children, how we are spending our time on a Shabbat, on a day of the week, where we're able to come together and pray and think about God and sit with each other, considering the divine and expressing our gratitude to God. And so when I think about Erev and I think about its educational possibilities, like with so much of Jewish routine, I think of not these grand moments of edifice and artifice and these large constructions of buildings, but rather this the literal thin line that allows us to, under the radar, if you will, create magical, meaningful moments in the small day-to-day routine. This is really beautiful. So in other words, instead of just saying, hey, you know what religion should be like, it should all be like the month of Tishrei, all these incredible, as you write in the piece so beautifully, these incredible moments, like the last moments of Yom Kippur, when we're all there together saying, Adonai Elohim, Hashem Elohim, right? Rather than teach our children that religion necessarily is all about uh, just a series of transcendent, ecstatic, beautiful moments, today's stuff, and not coincidentally, the month of Cheshvan that begins today, tells us Kind of the opposite, right? No, actually, if you want to learn, if you want to practice, if you want to do this right, if you actually want to grow, don't take anything for granted. Don't wait for any great big moment of revelation. Just work on these mundane things that may seem really kind of, you know, maybe a little bit annoying and maybe a little bit superfluous, but really in them lies the real potential for growth. Exactly. And I think in them lies something we could take pride in when it comes to our Judaism. All religions have their tremendously powerful theological utterings uh, and sayings and prayers. But in Judaism, we uniquely have this incredible opportunity to take pride in the everyday meaningful moments. When I think about growing up in my shul, how would we mark the fact that an Erev was up going into Shabbat? How do we signify it? Someone would put up a small flag out of the second story window of the shul building signifying that the air was up and people could use it. And to me, that's a perfect representation of here's this thing, this air of this entity that's barely visible to the naked eye, but we wave a flag for it. We say this small gesture that enables us to create meaningful educational moments over Shabbat is something that we wave the flag for. It's something we take pride in, this incredible opportunity our tradition gives us to create magic through the routine. I love this very much. Rabbi Dr. Stu Halpern, I hope everyone goes out and reads your brilliant article and tablet. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for having me back. Always a pleasure and honor. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.